0: Hey everybody, I'm Duke LaMastra. Welcome to the Simple Power Podcast, where we think practically about the presence and the power of God. I'm really, really excited, and I'm really, really grateful that you tuned in, that you're listening this week. If you get anything out of this week's episode, if you would just take a moment and hit that subscribe button, and uh, maybe even share this episode with somebody that you think could benefit from hearing it as well. I'm really, really excited today because I'm joined by a really good friend of mine, Travis Cobb uh, joining us from Virginia. Travis and I are going to be having a little bit of a conversation today about experiencing the power of God and operating in the supernatural, just in practical life, in everyday life. Travis and I, we go all the way back to Bible college, but uh, we just reconnected after years of not speaking to each other just over the past couple of weeks here. And I'm really, really grateful. To Travis for being here with us, I'm really excited for what he has to share. Let me just tell you, he's a he's a fitness guy. He runs his own fitness company, personal training company. He helps people look good and eat healthy and all that kind of stuff. So it's just awesome. He's also he's a ninja. He's the he's one of these guys that could kill you like five times in in four seconds. But he's also a really really nice guy, so he wouldn't do that. But beyond that, he's uh, he's a man of God and um, and a really good friend and uh, just somebody that I have personally looked up to since pretty much the first time that I that I met him Travis one of my favorite things about you man is the fact that you come across to me and you always have come across to me as somebody who's fearless you're not afraid to take risks Again, it might just be perception. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not that there's no fear. Maybe it's just that you do it anyway. But whatever it is, like I just think that's such an awesome quality. I've learned a lot from you, and so anyway, thanks for being here, Travis. How you doing today,
1: man? Uh, doing good. Enjoying the weather. Um, spring's finally here, and uh, I'm a, a hater of winter. So I'm happy to be outside running again. Um, and uh, just to hit on what you said, yeah, it's not that there's not. Fear. Uh, It's just that I've kind of got a mindset now where if something makes me scared, uh, you know, unless it's unbiblical, I force myself to do it. Um, Yeah. And uh, I really didn't like water for very long and going underneath. A lot of people wouldn't expect that. And I went to a pool and just pushed myself under the water and held myself down. I felt my body freaking out, and I was like, "You know, this is terrible, yeah. this is terrible, this is terrible," and uh, would come back up. and You know, sometimes you have to say to yourself, "Look, everything's fine. You're okay." You know, <laughs> and so yeah. everyone has that thing in them to to fear, but you can kind of you can kind of have fun with it. You know, you get addicted to the uh, that feeling of like, "Oh man, oh man." Maybe they call that an adrenaline junkie, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, something like that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I own my own uh, fitness and wellness business, Um, competitive lifestyles out of Virginia. We do online training and uh, in-person stuff, all that kind of thing. My my whole slogan or motto is kind of to get people healthy uh, physically, mentally, and spiritually.
0: Awesome. So just for anybody that's listening that maybe needs what you offer, you're really helping people. And uh, you were talking to me about specific programs and even like some customizable programs and stuff like that. Could you just uh, let them know, anybody that's listening, just let them know how they could find you or how they could get connected if they're interested in, in something like that?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, CompetitiveLifestyles.com. <laughs> uh has a lot of the information, little form at the bottom you can fill out there. You can email me at Competitive Lifestyles at Gmail You can find me on Facebook at Competitive Lifestyles. <laughs> uh, and I think on that one it's Competitive Lifestyles FXBG. If you go on the website, I have links to all the social media.
0: Okay. All right. Awesome. Yeah, I wanted to make sure that we got that information out there because I know if we wait till the end, I'm gonna forget. So awesome, man. Well, hey, uh let's uh let's just jump into it. I wanted to specifically talk to you about this because of the fact that, you know, right now anyway, you're um you're not working in the church. I mean, you go to a church, you attend a local church, I know that that's something that's important to you. Your ministry every week is not you standing behind a pulpit and preparing sermons and all that kind of stuff, but you you live in the real world, you run and operate your own business. And you have relationships with people, but you are somebody who puts on display and you demonstrate the, the goodness of God, the power of God to the world around you. And so just kind of wanted to get some thoughts from you on what that looks like for you as far as you, just a normal guy that loves the Lord in everyday life, but just demonstrating the power of God and experiencing the supernatural at work in your life.
1: So your thoughts? Honestly, it's something I don't think a whole lot about in the sense of like what do I do now you go and you do life with people and uh, you know I mean I was in, we talked about this before, I was in full-time ministry for almost 10 years Mm -hmm. um, uh, worked on three different continents and I feel like there's actually less pressure. I find that sometimes when you're doing a bench press or you're squatting or (laughs) you know like you're going through and just shooting the breeze with someone you know, and you just open up and kind of get to actually do life and you just kind of see a need and and do it. The way I try to view things is when Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father doing uh, and I only say what I hear the Father saying. Yeah. Uh, sometimes what God is doing is just listening to that person hmm. to let them know that someone cares and wants That's to listen. Good. Sometimes it may be a prophetic word. Sometimes it may be prayer. Sometimes, uh, sometimes it's a, hey, get your head out of the out of the ground, and this is stupid what you're doing. You know, sometimes it's a, it's a rebuke, and saying, God, how do you want me to step into that, that need if that uh, if that answers your question.
0: So the, the thing that I always go back to. I'm coming from a position of like I'm a I'm a pastor, I'm in pastoral ministry and you two yeah. you spent a lot of years in the full time ministry context. And I think that sometimes people can have the idea that the ministry, quote unquote, is for those kinds of people, people that work in the church and you know, so many times I think as as regular people walking through life, and I, when I say regular people, I just mean people that are not in ministry positions as far as a full-time job, like walking through life, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or you're a doctor or a lawyer or a teacher or a janitor or whatever it is that you do in life, you are a minister. The word minister really means yes. servant. And so many times we can look at the people who are in the ministry roles and we can look at them and we can say oh well those are the people that are supposed to minister to the people the bible says paul writes in in ephesians chapter 4 he talks about how god has given some to be apostles prophets evangelists pastors and teachers for the edification of the body of christ for the equipping yeah. of the saints mm-hmm. to do the work of the ministry so my job and the job of so many people that stand behind a pulpit and preach, our job is to teach the Word of God so that we can equip everybody else to go out and to do the work of the ministry. Every person that sits, whether it's in a pew or a chair or they're standing or whatever, but any any person that is, that's born again, the Spirit of God is inside of them. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to go out and they're supposed to put on display the goodness of God, the glory of God for the people to see. And I love how you started talking about it because you're talking about it in such a simple practical way where it's not this thing like, okay, how do I demonstrate God today? How do I, and it, and and it's, it's not this thing to become anxious about, but just as you're going through Mm -hmm. life through relationship with God, cultivating that relationship and intimacy with the father That we can begin to sense things and we can become more aware of what God is doing or assigning us to do in that given situation. I think so many times
1: we forget that the job is for those preaching, like you said, to equip those to do the ministry. There can be a disconnect of like, oh, well, hey, just go... Don't be ashamed of the gospel and speak it up. And it's like, okay, but that's not going to look the same as a pastor going out on the street, right? As someone else being in a job working at, you know, Geico or working at a lawyer's office or whatever that place you're at is. It's this thing of, you know, how, how do I bring the kingdom? How do I... Share the Spirit of God with people in a way that Is conducive to long-term relationship a lot of times it's how do we take these principles from from the Bible? From what we hear in church on Sunday? And then what does that look like if I'm going to be with someone for 10 years at a job as opposed to someone I meet on the street? Yeah, you look at the early Christians who were being taught by Peter and Paul and the other apostles yeah. and all this, they went and still did their regular jobs in the market, and most of their and most of their testimony was, "Wow, these people are different." And the Bible even says that they, the world, people who aren't believers, will know you by your love for one another. And so, a lot of wow. the spirit of God was actually the unity of the body. You won't be. It didn't say you'll be known by your miracles. You'll be known by, uh, you know your theological degree, uh, your right. <laughs> masters of divinity, you know, all these things, which I'm not saying those are bad. Like, and I think a lot of those are very, very beneficial, but it was a lot of uneducated people going out loving like no one else mm. loved towards each other and towards those who disagreed, not agreeing yeah. with the sin and the other things that the world was doing, but saying we will be so different that it will be, you know, uh, sure. attractive and a lot of people still rejected it which is interesting. So it's you're not failing if if you're not converting 100 people a year, you're not failing necessarily. You yes. know what I mean? Like
0: Yeah, okay, yeah. let's do that. Let's go there. Because <laughs> man, it can be so discouraging sometimes <laughs> when you finally work up the courage, like let's say somebody who's not, you know, used to going out and talking to people, telling people about Jesus. Well, there's people that they know or or some of that they just met on the street or whatever. And you work up the courage to go and you talk to somebody, you just share the love of Christ with somebody or whatever, and then you get rejected. And I, I've said before, get over it and just just keep going, keep demonstrating Jesus because really ultimately it's it's not a it's not about you, it's not about us. And Jesus told us, like, if they've hated me, they're gonna hate you too. So many times we're caught up with everybody liking us and it's okay I mean every once in a while we're gonna offend somebody every once in a while we're gonna maybe get
1: rejected we're gonna yeah if you're if you're never getting rejected you're probably not doing it right Because yeah, Jesus a good point. got rejected that's a good point yeah <laughs> you know yeah. and it's like uh, yeah thinking about the whole rejection aspect of it it's like if you walked up to someone and you had a check for a trillion dollars Okay, a insane amount of money, but you went up, man. You said, "Hey, here you go. Here's a check for one trillion dollars. Can help take care of everything, all this stuff." And then someone goes, uh, "I don't believe that check's real. I don't want it. Get away." I wouldn't be offended, right? Right? I'm not gonna be like, "Wow, that's a personal attack on me." I'm like, "You really, <laughs> you really want? Like, trust me." You're a I, moron. <laughs> I, I already have my, I already yeah, and, you know, and it's like this will take care of you forever and your kids and all that. Right. And if we look at it that yeah. way, we're presenting something of even more value and they reject that. You should be like, no, no, like you, you really want it though. And I mean, here's the thing. If they don't want to take their check, I mean, that's up sure. to them. Yeah. Yeah. That's good.
0: Uh, even, even in terms of, I talk quite a bit about, praying for the sick and stuff like that. And sometimes you go out and you want to start to experience God's power working through you. So I always just yeah. say, well, the best way to to do it is just to go out and do it. Like you said about facing your fears, just go under the water and eventually you're going to figure out that you can actually do it. You can actually handle it. It's going to be uncomfortable. But just go for it. But I think it's like, well, I prayed for somebody and they didn't get healed, so I guess I'm not good at it. Or I guess it doesn't work. Okay, pray for a hundred more, you know, before you make that assumption that you're not good at it or whatever. Because we're all we're all growing and it's okay if you're, if you're stepping out in faith and you're taking the steps of boldness and you're taking that risk of going up to somebody and whether it's praying for them or if it's telling them about Jesus or it's saying, hey, I just I felt like God was wanted me to tell you this or whatever. Like we don't have to go up to people in weird ways. Thus saith the Lord. Going, going for it like that. It can be practical. You can be down to earth. You can go in your personality. That's how God wants you to go anyway, in your personality. He wants to work through you the way that you are, the way that you talk and relate to people. And it doesn't have to become this thing of, well, I need to be perfect. I need to get it right. I need to wait for the stars to align. A lot of times, it, just in life in general, we're always waiting for the perfect moment, the perfect opportunity. It's it it's very, very rare that those things actually line up at the time where you're supposed to do something. But when you just get out there and do it and take that risk, I mean, that's where we really get to see growth and increase. And we get to see God move, even if you are scared, even if you aren't totally sure. But you get out, you put yourself out there and you you take that risk, you take that step of faith and just allow the grace of God to work through you.
1: I find it—I find it funny that when you try to wait for that perfect moment, when the next one's not promised to you. <laughs> That's
0: a good point. Sure. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like,
1: yeah. it kind of seems. I mean, it's a whole—it's a whole another path. I, you know, I'll mention it in passing here, but it's like you will live each day in accordance with how much you believe what the Bible mm. says. And so, you know, uh, the coronavirus going around and older people are more susceptible. You know, these older people who are your friends that, you know, family members that aren't uh, saved. You know, we believe that if you die and you are not putting your faith in Jesus Christ, you go to hell. And you don't get out of that. Right. You know, it's like you you don't you don't get a do over. And if you really believe that tomorrow's not promised and that you have the light that I mean some of the stuff that Jesus said you are the light of yeah. the world yeah I mean if you really believe that that's crazy <laughs> you know I mean straight out like all theological terms and everything yeah. aside and stuff just blows my mind and to see the difference of like at least for me yeah I have to stay home but I'm not worried about anything during COVID I literally if I die okay <laughs> But how much do you believe that, you know, all that just to say, how much do you believe it's really important to go do this thing? Like who, who, who cares? They're not even rejecting you, like we just said.
0: And there really is, to your point, there's, there's so much opportunity right now because of what you mentioned a minute ago. And because of the fact that a lot of people really (laughs) are afraid right now, right? A lot of people are, they're scared and they're freaking out. People are dealing with anxiety and different things right now, maybe on a heightened level. I actually just had a chance. And again, this is one of the things that I love about right now, about where we are. So I had a chance to reconnect with a family member of mine, a niece of mine. Uh, The other night I saw she had posted on Facebook that she was afraid. I just I gave her a call and we ended up talking for like an hour and we talked about a a bunch of different things. But it was an opportunity to lead her to the Lord. She had knowledge of God, but she didn't really know where she stood as far as salvation and, and right standing with God and all that. So we had an opportunity to, to talk about Jesus. Yeah. I walked through some scripture with her and helping to bring some clarity on, on where she was at. And it ended up she wanted to accept Jesus. So uh, there's so much opportunity right now just in life. Just look for those opportunities.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's like we were saying, too, like you don't have to look yeah. for the fireworks every time. But God starts in the spirit, we can tend to yes. finish in the flesh. Yes, absolutely. That if the love and yeah. his spirit isn't driving you throughout the whole process, it's not yeah. the right thing. And we, we try to overdo something because we think,
0: well, the last person needed this, so let me just do that again. And like you, you mentioned earlier, sometimes that, that person really just needs you to listen. And that is how for this situation, for this moment, for this person, this is how that person needs the the love of the father demonstrated to them. And I I really think that that's what it all comes down to is we have this, we have a relationship with the father and we just, we represent him well to the world around us. And it's, it's practical, man. It's, it's everyday living. It's just living with people. And I love that phrase that you said earlier, Mm -hmm. doing life with people. God is such a relational God and he connects us with people for the purpose of Our growth and being able to pour into them to see them grow, to see them get closer to God. And then we get closer to God. The whole iron sharpens iron thing. Mm -hmm. And so much of of this life that we we live, it happens through relationship. That's kind of why I've been preaching. Like, listen, don't disconnect in this season just because you're at home. Take a moment and connect with somebody. Talk to somebody. Video chat with somebody. Whatever it is. Send somebody a message. Let them know that Mm -hmm. you love them, that you care about them, that you're thinking for them, that you're praying for them. And when you're led by the Spirit and you do those things, sometimes such a simple word, such a simple thought, yeah. that you didn't even really think much of at all, it can go so far such a long way in you know just brightening somebody's day or even talking them off the ledge, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think we have such an awesome opportunity right now to just display the love of the Father to people around us.
1: The way I look at it is I think we have just as much of an opportunity at any point, there's this aspect of where, yeah, some people are going to be more open to it, um, but sometimes I think it almost wakes us up as the church, you know, that we're this, we're this uh, sleeping giant, you know, where it's like we have this power, but then people go, oh man, people could die. Like it's more here. And the problem is, is that that's the reality of every day. I mean, here's the thing, (laughs) car crashes kill a ton of people every year yeah and how many of your friends do you know drive cars all of them they could just be going to the grocery store and that's not to get morbid i'm not trying to be like you know again that's an awesome perspective (laughs) for real keep going because we're christians that are living from a fleshly perspective Mm. instead instead of living from a kingdom perspective you know and what lenses are you looking through? Are you looking through, you know, a moralistic perspective, a humanistic perspective, a national perspective? Yeah. It, it says that we're aliens, we're foreigners in a strange land. Yeah. This isn't our home. But I think because we're so, you know, so focused on the physical realm, that's why the church comes to life in this yeah. time when we really could be having that that love. Um, all the time. And now, I, I'm not trying to get all super spiritual and say, do stuff all the time. <laughs> if you're not doing this big event, you know, this big spiritual outreach all the time, then you're failing as a Christian. That's not that's not what I'm saying. But it's to have that reality that we can love on people through every yes. season. And just because someone's in a good season, we don't need to stop that love. love. Yep. You know what I mean? And just like... And sometimes what we think of as a good season, they're dying inside. Yes, yes. You know? Thank you. Don't look at the outward appearance of a man. Because I know some of the times that I have, people thought I was doing the best. I was dying inside. Like, it's a deeper topic. But there were times in my, definitely multiple times in my life where I thought about killing myself. And everyone thought I was doing better than anyone else. You know? And so we don't don't know. Um, and I mean like, like knife to wrist, like kind of stuff. And everyone was just like, Travis is doing, he he's doing fine. And like all this, and how do you do it? And I'm like, what, what do you mean? How do I do it? I, I barely get up each day right now and make it through. And I was making money. Times were fine, but that thing is still there. There's still a hopelessness that can be in people. So that was a little. That was no, a rant. I, Sorry, I can't even a... <laughs> tell you. I loved
0: it, man. Um, the, the your perspective on that really just hit me really, really hard. And just coming back to something that Jesus said, he was like, "Lift up your eyes, look at the fields; they're white unto harvest." Mm. And what did he yeah. say? He said, "Pray the Lord of the harvest to send forth laborers into the harvest." So mm-hmm. the the harvest is ripe; it's ready. And so, yeah, my because my thinking was, well, yeah, now is such an awesome time to see that people are, you know, maybe a little bit more open or, and maybe there's some truth to that. But, but, oh, yeah, but when is. it's, yeah. but when we're not in a season like this, or when we're in, what you're saying is when we're in any season, no matter, no matter what, when we're in any season, it doesn't matter because hopelessness is hopelessness and we can't use an yeah. excuse. And, and I think so many times we look for an excuse and we look at people that we think that their world is all put together. We Mm -hmm. look at the outside of somebody and we think, no, they're good. They're not going to be interested in this. They're not going to want to hear what I have to say. They don't, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And we can put so many different reasons or excuses why they aren't ready for this or why they're whatever. How about you don't make that decision for them and (laughs) you just be obedient to what the Spirit of God is leading you to do because you just never know. I mean, somebody can have all the money in the world and they can have... They can have a great job, a fun job, family, and all this kind of stuff. But you have no idea what's going through that the head of that person when they when their head hits that pillow at nighttime, when they're sitting there alone with yeah. their thoughts, and really they know deep inside of them that they have no hope. Because Jesus is our hope. He is the only real true source of hope for this world. Mm -hmm. It's not in the money. It's not in the finance. When the housing market collapsed in 2008, you had people, their net worth went from a billion to 500 million, and they were jumping out of windows because they were terrified because their hope was wrapped up in their finances and in what they had built for themselves. Mm -hmm. And even though you would look at them, they're still in like the 0.001% of the population, but because their hope was tied to something that has no hope, so we just never, we just never know where people are at, and just being willing to just be led by God in whatever season that we're in. That anyway, that was awesome. I loved, uh, yeah. Well, I loved let your me point on that.
1: throw this out. Whenever you see someone and you think they would not be interested in God, yeah, in your heart you have just said that that thi- the things that they have are more valuable Correct. than God. Correct. And you have to really. Ask yourself how much do you believe God is really greater than all things? yeah,
0: you're getting deep because you could actually be yeah. projecting
1: yeah well, you're and projecting that projecting
0: onto them what well maybe if I was in their shoes, this is how I would feel or whatever
1: exactly well and that's and that's what we have to do when you make assumptions on some you're saying huh, this will ruffle some feathers, but <laughs> what you're saying is if I was in that position, God would not look attractive to me
0: correct Wow.
1: Was that guy a millionaire? Okay, so you're saying, if I had a million dollars, I wouldn't need God. The aspect you have, of your own life that you have to look at is, how much do I believe the value of God? Yeah. If you think God's pretty okay, then you're going to give it to someone who is in a situation that's just under uh, pretty okay. Yeah. If you think God is worth a million bucks, yeah. well, then you won't really give it to the millionaire, but you'll give it to the other people who are below right. that. If you think God's worth a billion dollars, then okay, the millionaires definitely need Jesus. But (laughs) Bill Gates doesn't really. But if you see God as being outside of all creation, the creator of all things that can give you beyond anything, he is in and through the universe. It says that all things are made by him. They have their being through him. And that all things... Now, here's the crazy part that people don't think about. It says all things are held together by Him. So that means our universe doesn't just blow up because Christ, because God holds us together. Every aspect of God is infinite. And so for all eternity, you could learn about love and you would be no closer to understanding all of His love than when you started. If If that's your God who is greater than all things, who people have been willing to die for and be tortured for, wow. and all these things. If that's how you see God, well, guess what? Someone, even if, Let's say someone is rejecting you as a person now. So, yeah. so what? Because how big is God? Is He bigger than your insecurities? Yeah. If not, your God's not big enough. And so you have to look at that in the sense of, if you think someone wasn't interested in God, that it's not worth giving that you're then putting a valuation on God. And now it's a God in your own image. It's no longer the God of the wow. universe.
0: So what you're saying is we need, a, we need a bigger perception of God. Yeah. And we all do. Yeah. I know I do.
1: Oh, heck yeah. Bro, me more than probably anybody.
0: <laughs> sure. Everything in the kingdom of God, the most important things that we need to know in the kingdom of God are so simple, but we, we overcomplicate stuff but that that simple childlike wonder of who God is will take you so far if we just have that in our mind and in our heart wow god you're so good you're so awesome we i remember we started there at the beginning just talking about out of the out of your relationship with god out of your intimacy with the father just allowing out of that to flow your, your love for people out of your affection for the Father, just allow to flow out of that a desire and a willingness just to step out in faith, to step out in boldness, to be there for people that need you. Whatever it is, you know, whether it's the simple being there for a friend or speaking a powerful prophetic, whatever it is, it doesn't. It's all it's all the same. It's about being led by the Spirit, and that happens in our lives just through that relationship, that intimacy with God that spending time with him, seeing what the father's doing, listening to what he's saying, and then just allowing that to, to just flow out of your life, demonstrating the kingdom, demonstrating the goodness of God, the power of God uh, in our daily lives. So really appreciate you, man, really, really so much. Uh, we're going to have to end this, but just any, any final thoughts before we, uh, we close it down.
1: Yeah, I would just say, um, I encourage everyone who hears this to take the next month, uh, this is just a challenge that I, I like to give. R- remove all these these standards and these requirements that you've put on yourself, and just go out and say, God, if you want me to do something, speak loud enough for me to hear. Yeah. That's it. And then take all that pressure off yourself. Go up and just live out the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. That's it. Don't worry about I need the right words to say and oh this person and that. You know, like you, like you said, duke Connect with some people, right? Because we can't really necessarily go out on sure, sure. Uh, these large groups right now. Start actually just having conversations with someone, and whether you have friends who like anime, or you like guns, or you want to do a Bible study, whatever, whatever it is in your group of friends, just be a friend. Yeah. And if God wants you to do something, do yeah. it. And just, again, say, God, speak loud enough that, that I can hear, because He that's can. Awesome. I love the simplicity <laughs> you know? of that, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's so simple. And I get since I've done that in my life, I don't just do it for a month. That's how I live now. If I'm talking to someone, and then something encouraging comes into my heart, I'll go through and be like, you got this. You know, you can do this. Like, And sometimes that's it. And like you said, if then all of a sudden you hear that voice that says, Here's a word, or pray for this person, or say this thing, or do this thing. You know, whether it's, sometimes God might say, give this person 50 bucks. Yeah. Well, guess what? They're the one wearing the fancy watches and all this (laughs) stuff and these shoes. Well, guess what? They spend all their money because they're so insecure in who they are as a Mm. person that they can't pay their bills. And that $50 might help them. And you don't know why, but God said, give them 50 bucks. Or, hey call this person up and have a chat simple remove these the traditions of man and walk by the spirit don't god what do you what what now what now what now just grab onto that say god speak loud enough i can hear you and take the next month and don't worry about anything else i think you'll take i think you'll feel a lot better (laughs) if you know if you're putting that pressure on yourself you'll feel a lot better but be open all the time yeah try to try to live like you're walking with him all the time because he's there with you. Absolutely. You know? I wouldn't walk down the street with you, Duke, and not talk to you.
0: <laughs> you wouldn't? Yeah.
1: I wouldn't also wouldn't feel forced. Yeah. There's that aspect of like if you go down and someone stands out to you, maybe it's just cuz they have a cool shirt, but maybe you can just say, "Hey, god, do you have anything to say to yeah. them?" And if you don't hear anything, don't worry about it.
0: Yeah, don't beat yourself up. You know All right. I love it, man. Thanks again, Travis, for for doing this. I really appreciate you. Thanks for your time, everybody. Thanks for uh, anybody who hung in there till the end. This was a little bit longer than normal, but yeah, love you guys. Have an awesome week and uh, make sure you subscribe if you haven't already and uh, share this episode with somebody that you think might be able to benefit from it as well. See you next time.